Welcome back, friend, to the Insta Universe podcast. I'm so glad you are here. Thank you for joining me today. Although I can't see you, I can't hear you. I just, I know you're there listening because I see the numbers of my plays go up and I'm so excited. Thank you for, yeah, just being here and supporting this podcast. It really means a lot to me. Today we are diving into how to make the right decision. Does the right decision even exist, right? I mean, that's a question on its own. I believe it doesn't. I don't believe there's a right or wrong when it comes to making a decision. But I do feel that there is a, a powered way to make a decision and that that can help you make the quote-unquote right decision. So I hope I'm not confusing you. We're not even one minute in and I'm already talking about these vague topics. So... Yeah, let's just get started on how to make an empowered decision. So let's say in life you're at a crossroads, right? You either turn left or you turn right. But how do you know which direction to choose, right? Because making the right decision is always a gamble. Um, it's never been easy for myself either. Um, but I'm sh there are a few ways to ensure that you're making a decision that is empowering you and that'll lead you into a desired outcome. And so in this podcast episode today, I want to dive into a few tangible steps that you can take to make sure that you are making an empowered decision. Now, before um, I'm going to start that, I want to read to you one of my favorite passages ever, and it's by Sylvia Plath, and it's from The Bell Jar. And this passage like changed the way that I view decision-making for life. I read it for the first time, I don't know, I think it was, it was back in the days of Tumblr. When was Tumblr really hot? Like 2000? six, seven, eight, something like that, I came across this quote. I don't even, let me, let me Google that because, wait, let me see. Why is my computer? Oh, there we go. The Bell Jar. When was that published? Let me see. It was published in 1963, so it's quite the old book. Uh, and I saw this quote on Tumblr and I was just completely blown away by it. And let me just read it for you. It's called um, the fig tree metaphor. So it says, I saw my life branching out before me like the green fig tree in the story. From the tip of every branch, like a fat purple fig, a wonderful future beckoned and winked. One fig was a husband and a happy home and children. And another fig was a famous poet. And another fig was a brilliant professor. And another fig was E.G., the amazing editor and another fig was Europe and Africa and South America. And another fig was Constantine and Socrates and Attila and a pack of other lovers with queer names and offbeat professions. And another fig was an Olympic lady crew champion. And beyond and above these figs were many more figs I couldn't quite make out. I saw myself sitting in the crotch of this fig tree, starving to death, just because I couldn't make up my mind which of the figs I would choose. I wanted each and every one of them, but choosing one meant losing all the rest. And as I sat there, unable to decide, the figs began to wrinkle and all go black. 
and one by one they plopped the ground at my feet. Now this passage just blew my mind because of several reasons. One, it spoke to me because it has the word Olympic in there and the other because it talks about like Socrates and, and studying and traveling like going to Europe or Africa and another one is like a happy husband and like children and stuff like that and I just really felt like that was true for me at the time when I read the quote for the first time because I was figure skating at the time and I think maybe I read it in like 2008 or maybe later. I don't, I don't you know, it doesn't matter. I don't even remember. All I know is that it made impact on me because it said, you know, I could either choose to stay and keep skating and to go to the Olympics and to chase that dream, or I could choose to go study and uh, go to university. And there's another choice that I could make, you know, just focus on finding a good partner and, you know, creating a home and a happy life. And, there's so many options in life, right? And the one thing that this metaphor really taught me was that indecision leaves you with nothing, nothing at all. And I get it, right? Like making a decision can be super overwhelming, especially when it um, when it defines your future. Some choice and choices aren't that big, like. If I choose what I'm going to eat tonight, it's not going to have as much impact as what I'm going to choose, what I'm going to do with my future. Like, am I going to move to a different city? Those choices are much, much bigger and they have much more impact and they take much more of your time and energy to figure out. Um, so yeah, when it comes to making the bigger choices in life, they can definitely be overwhelming. And there are a million possible outcomes. And choosing one path sometimes means saying no to another beautiful opportunity. Um, sure, some things can exist parallel to each other. Like, yeah, of course you can have a happy home and children and you can also have a really fulfilling career. But in my example, you know, I couldn't keep skating and uh, study at the same time and excel in university. That, that's just not a good combination. You really have to choose one or the other to commit and to reach the best possible result in either of those paths. Um, so yeah, you know, all of these figs in the fig tree, they're just beautiful opportunities. And by choosing one, you can have a wonderful next step in your life, but choosing none means missing out on everything. And just being aware of that, uh, made me more aware of decision-making. Now, I really love this quote because nothing in life is certain. Except for the fact that you come into this life, you're born, and then one day you die. And everything in that time frame between birth and death is just one huge, large choice. Everything is choice. Um, and every choice you take or every decision you make sets you one step closer to a chosen path that you've you know, considered for yourself. And the fig tree metaphor has shown me that it doesn't really matter what you choose because at every end of every branch is a beautiful outcome as long as you commit to it. Because all of these opportunities are just as beautiful. I mean, having a happy home and a happy family is just as beautiful as being a, an Olympic figure skater.
So it doesn't really matter which fig I choose. I know that if I commit to it and if I dedicate my life to it, I will have a beautiful outcome either way. Now, this metaphor has proven itself and its value over time. I've, I've read it, I don't know, about a thousand times in the past 12 years. I share it with everybody I love because I want everybody to know about it. Um, and especially this year, right? Because this whole shit show of 2020, I mean, you know, there's a thousand possible outcomes and we just have to stick and commit to one. Now, when it comes to making decisions, one thing is for sure, and that is that you have absolutely no certainty when it comes to the outcome. And learning to embrace the unknown is one of the first steps that you need to take in order to feel comfortable in your decision-making process. However, we can look at the way that you're making decisions. What are your decisions based on and what are your influences? Are you making decisions based on fear or are you making conscious, empowering decisions? And the distinction might not always be so obvious because you might think in your head that you're making empowering decisions for yourself while objectively they're all just fear-based. And the ability to raise your awareness and create a helicopter view of your problem to solve it is just really crucial. And I'm going to give you an example because I know I'm being vague and I'm being like wishy-washy and woo-woo and but you're used to that for me. But I want to take it down a notch and give you a, a clear example of something that I personally have experienced. And I also have a lot of my people in my surroundings that are experiencing that at the moment or have experienced this. So it might sound familiar to you too. And it's an example of hating your current job <laughs> um, right an example of a fear-based decision would be not to leave that sucky job right? even though that job makes you super unhappy and even though you snooze your alarm every single day for about an hour you're dreading to go to the office you're not leaving and you might not be leaving because you're afraid of of, of not knowing what the alternative is. You don't know if the, the situation and a possible new job will be better than the one you have now or if it's going to be worse. Right? And that's a fear-based decision. You're, you're staying, you're choosing to stay, that's a decision, because you just don't know what the alternative is. And that's a fear-based decision. But in your head, you justify it. You're like, sure, work sucks, right? But doesn't every job fucking suck? Right? Work isn't supposed to be fun. It's meant for making money. So I'm making money right now. So I should just shut up and keep going and continue at this sucky job. And I'm sure this narrative sounds familiar <laughs> because I've been through it. And I know that a lot of my old colleagues have gone through it. And a couple of my friends have gone through this narrative, but really it's all about decision-making. The ones who are happy now have made conscious decisions, conscious decisions to be happy. And others are still in the same situation, stuck, because they're choosing to stay stuck. And let me just like give you a big disclaimer, right? There's nothing wrong with staying in this situation whatsoever. 
as long as you can justify it for yourself. It means that you are choosing to stay in this situation. And in some cases, I also know people who stay in sucky jobs because they have external forces who keep them there. So for example, um, someone whose partner is really sick and is unable to provide um, that means that you know someone else in the partnership has to stay at a at an unhappy job because otherwise you know financially they, they can't make it. Um, that is a purely understandable situation to be in. Or maybe you can't get another job right now because of well pandemic and shit show 2020, and there's no jobs in your industry for example right now. Those are external forces that are keeping you in an, in an unhappy place and. Even though you can still do things to change your situation, it's a bit harder. And I definitely have compassion and, and, and you know understanding for those types of situations. But there are some situations where these external forces just aren't present and people are staying in situations that make them unhappy by choice. And the funny thing is, maybe it's not funny, but I often notice that when people are in this situation, right, in the sucky job, they complain a lot. They complain about their boss, they complain about their colleagues, the lunch lady, the hours, the constant overworking and the lack of opportunities and the endless wait for a promotion and a raise. And they just complain all day, every day about this job. Every time I text them, like, hey, what's going on? The first thing these people say is like, Oh my God, my work is so annoying or oh my God, my boss, I, my work, I can't, you know, I'm so overworked, I'm burnt out, work sucks, right? That's the first thing that they say to me. And big, huge side note, disclaimer, red letters, I was this person at one point too. I, I get to say this because I was this person. I used to complain about my job all the freaking time and I'm so sorry to all of my friends and family who had to endure like six years of me complaining uh, because I couldn't stop either. Um, so yeah, I get to say this. <laughs> I am a, uh, what's that called? And um, I, I forgot the word, what's that called? I'm just an expert. Let's just say I'm an expert at this situation. I've had six jobs in five years, okay? I can totally understand what you're, what you're going through right now if you're at an unhappy job and it sucks. I get it, I really do. But it doesn't add up to me anymore. If you dislike the situation you're in so much, why are you still choosing to stay in it? It's a decision, it's a conscious decision to go to the same workplace every day, even though it makes you unhappy or sad or frustrated or angry, you know, many emotions going through the body. Um, it's not good, you know, especially, and I had talked about this with a friend of mine the other day, where uh, these emotions become physical. So sometimes you go to work and you really hate your job, you get this stomach ache right before you go to work or you have a case of the Sunday blues where Sunday night is just spent almost crying because you have to go to work on Monday. So the moment these emotions become like physical stress really is a sign you need to go look at your situation because it's not healthy. And with every other thing in life, we, um, we stop and, and think about things like especially if you're in an unhappy relationship for example and you have stress from that and you fight a lot 
you know, at one point or another, you're going to say, okay, this is just done. We need to break up because it's not working for both of us. But somehow we don't do that with our work situation because somehow in our heads, work is meant to be dreadful. I don't know. I don't know what story we've been telling ourselves, or maybe it's because of our parents' generation. I don't know. But work isn't supposed to be fun. That's the whole story that we tell ourselves. So we kind of just, yeah, just deal with the stomach aches and the headaches and the stress and the low energy. Whereas in some, in another situation, for example, a relationship or something else, you would have already pulled the trigger or yeah, and say, okay, listen, this is not working. We're done. Why don't we do the same thing with our work? And changing that situation takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of guts to do that because you don't know what's on the other side. You don't know what, what the other figs are in the situation. Maybe the other fig is like rotten or it's sour or, you know, leaving that unhappy job. It's just a gamble. But, you know, just like with everything else in life, it's just one huge, huge gamble. So that's a fear-based decision, right? What we just talked about. Staying in an unhappy place because you don't know what the alternatives are. You're afraid of a new situation. You're afraid of, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone. That's also a thing with a fear-based decision. Like if you're in an unhappy workplace, at least you know what you're going to on Monday 9 a.m., right? That's a comfortable place. It's a comfort zone, basically. That hell hole you call your job is a comfort zone because you know that on Monday morning, it's going to suck. <laughs> so somehow it's a comfort zone for your brain because you know what to expect when you get to the office. You know what to expect from Karen at the office. <laughs> Karens are everywhere. And I'm so sorry if your name is Karen. This must be a really sucky time for you to be named Karen, even though you might be really nice. <laughs> Everyone uses that name on the internet. Let me know if your name is Karen and if you hate being called a Karen right now. But anyway, um, that's a comfort zone that you're not willing to leave. Now, what does an empowered decision look like? Because if we can't, well, no, I'm not going to say we can't, but if making a fear-based decision is not desirable, then what does an empowered decision look like? There are many, many different meanings of that word, but to me, an empowered decision looks like a decision that is aligned with your values and your beliefs and your vision for yourself. It's a decision that comes from a place of strategy and of proactiveness rather than like reactiveness. It's, it's a decision that um, focuses on growth. Even though growth is fucking uncomfortable, it focuses on going to the next level. That's an empowered decision for me. And let me know uh, through Instagram or through my email what an empowered decision is for you. Because this is my personal definition of it. Um, and it doesn't always make it easy. Okay, An empowered decision does not always make it easy. Because making such a decision takes so much courage. People in your surroundings might look at you like, what the F is she doing? Why is she making that decision? Other people might not understand what you're doing. Um, I don't know. It could be really hard for yourself too because it's just so freaking uncertain. But you just know that it aligns with your values and your beliefs. 
And a good example of this would be my job hopping phase. <laughs> I know a lot of people like despise job hopping and people judged me for it a lot as well. Like, why can't you stay at a job longer than a year? Like, what's going on? Like, are you so entitled? Are you such a freaking millennial that if you don't get a promotion within a year, you're leaving? A lot of people judge me for that situation, but I, I don't know. I kind of turned it around for myself because let's be honest, a year is a really long time. Okay. A year is, is, is a long time. So if I feel that within a year, this is not the right office for me. It's not the right work environment. Why that, why would I stay? Why the hell would I stay longer? And a lot of people would say, yeah, you know, you need to really put in the effort. You need to just be dedicated to this workplace because if you're dedicated to it, then the situation will get better. But I mean, why would I wait, wait for that? What if it never gets any better? What if it never improves? You know, what if the people just stay the same? And that's a funny thing too. Like people say that to me or said that to me before. We're like, yeah, just, you know, be dedicated and just give it some time. And I was like, why do I give it some time? Like, that's not going to change the colleagues. It's not going to change the dynamic of my team. It's not going to change the culture of this, of this office, right? I mean, sure, I could give it more time, but that will only mean that I would get more time to get used to the situation and get into this more negative comfort zone than to actually step out of this office and step out of this work environment and find something that better suits me. So for me, my job hopping phase had some negative sides to it, definitely, but it also gave me this like um, no, it also sped up the process of me finding what I really wanted. I could have stayed at my first job, but I, I could have still be, be there right now, hoping, wishing, praying that it would get better. And in the meantime, I know that a lot of the sucky, the sucky colleagues have left as well. So I, I mean, you know, it could have been a totally different work situation, but that, I mean, I would have wasted six years of my life staying there, hoping for it to get better. Whereas right now I'm at a place that I really love. I'm on my purpose path, doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing and enjoying every single day of it, even though I also want to throw my laptop out of the window, even though I do want to punch people in the face because of certain passive aggressive emails, right? That never goes away, but I'm on a path that really brings me joy and it brings me purpose and fulfillment. I wouldn't be here today if I made the choice six years ago to stay at my first job. I wouldn't be here today. So yeah, job hopping, sure, not the most ideal. It really has some negative sides to it. Definitely if you're, you know, and your resume doesn't really look good, it means that you're, or people make it mean that you're not committed. People make it mean that you are not dedicated to a company, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it also has a lot of positive sides to it. Job hopping also means you get to experience many other work environments and you get to choose for yourself which one you like best. Okay. I think I've talked about this before. Maybe it was in the previous podcast episode. I don't know. But you get the point. Job hopping for me was also an, an empowered decision. So how do we make an empowered decision? How do you, how do you go about that? <laughs> well, I think I have 
let me see one two I have I think I have four steps to that I'm sure there's more but my process has four steps and I'm gonna take you through it right now the first step in making that empowered decision is facing your fears what right now scares you so much about making this decision like what are you afraid of define for yourself what you're afraid of and just write down everything that comes to mind and this is why i tell you to journal all the time if you journal on a daily basis you'll know and notice patterns in your life you'll notice some some thought patterns that are recurring so you can step in and say listen i know i'm thinking this if I want to be happy, I need to make a conscious decision to change that behavior. I need to start thinking different thoughts. That's why I tell you to journal. Journal, guys. It's so good. I have like five books next to me right now. I have, wait, let me show you. I have a bullet journal right here. I have my real journal right here. I have a coaching book right here. <laughs> I'm being coached at the moment as well. So I have a coach that helps me. So I write everything down. Then I have a notebook right here for my daily tasks. You know, I write everything down. It just helps me keep my mind clean. So yeah, I mean, journal, journal, start journaling and start writing down what is keeping you from making such a big decision. What is scaring you? Why are you hesitating so much? Why are you procrastinating? And there is no right or wrong answer. It's just expressing what's inside of you. Sometimes we don't even take the time to really dissect our own thoughts i mean even if you if you meditate you kind of just let the thoughts go but you don't really analyze them right so writing down these things really helps you analyze your own thought patterns and you can see quite easily hey this is where i'm struggling um and if you can you can dive a step deeper and you can actually determine what causes these fears where do these fears actually come from? And I'm not going to talk about that right now because the previous episode, episode 14, is all about facing your fears. So you can listen to that if you're struggling with this. So facing your fears, big part. Second part is mapping out your vision. Because making an empowered decision means that you are making a decision out of a place of strategy, of proactiveness. You are Proactive in making the decisions that are good for you instead of reacting to your circumstances. You are creating the life that you desire or you're not. You're just passive. You're in, you're in the passenger seat and you're just letting life take you. But you can change that. You can get into the driver's seat and make conscious decisions for yourself to create a better future, to create a better life, create a better day even. I don't start my day without journaling. I really don't. I don't start my day without journaling. That's why I have a morning routine because I want to be in the fucking driver's seat. When I get out of bed in the morning, my alarm goes off at 5.15. 5.30 is like the time I kind of get to wake up and I turn on, um, I turn on music, music, mostly like chanting or mantras. <laughs> I don't turn on the radio. I don't turn on that that crap. I, I turn on music that really sets me in the right mood. I then do yoga. I do some embodiment practices. I journal and then I eat breakfast. I do that because that makes me get into the driver's seat of that day. I turn on the GPS to happiness. If I want to have a positive, good day, if I want to be, 
I don't want to say protected of outside forces, but if I want outside forces to not have such a big effect on me, like a cranky boss or an angry colleague, if I don't want to have, if I don't want to suffer from that emotionally, I have to proactively create a mindset and in, intention in a day that will ward off all of these like evil external forces. But it takes conscious effort every single day. It takes up waking early, waking up early and and taking control of my life, taking control of my day so that I ensure that I'm doing the best that I can to have a great day, a great life, right? That's an empowered decision as well. <laughs> but I want you to, no, I don't want you to. I'm just giving this as advice. If you want to make an empowered decision, make a decision from a place of proactiveness. And that means mapping out your vision. What do you want your life to look like in five years? What do you want it to look like in 10 years? And what does your ideal future look like anyway? Because if you don't know where you're going, how in the world are you going to make decisions that are moving you towards that goal? You need to know where you're going. You need some type of like GPS. You, you know, you need some type of like Google Maps to tell you where you're going to go. Because if you have your vision, you can reverse engineer. You can say, okay, this is my goal. Then what do I need to do today, this month, this year, in order for me to achieve that vision that I have for myself? If you want to be like CEO of some big ass company, go ahead. But what do you need to do today? to get there. If you want to make a million dollars, you want to be a millionaire, great. You know, go for it. But what do you need to do today to get there? If you want to buy a house soon because you're like me, you're like 30 and you know, you feel the need, you feel the the vibe to get settled and you want to buy a house but you don't have enough money. What do you need to do today to get there? And notice how I don't say um, how, the word how, because I talk, to, I talk about this all the time on my channel, you guys. You guys know that I don't like to ask how questions. How am I going to get there? How am I going to get this job? How am I going to become a manager? Because the word how is too big. Always think in terms of what. What can I do? What book do I have to read? What person do I have to talk to? You know, it just breaks down those huge goals you have for yourself. Map out your vision so that you can make empowered decisions, okay? Then another big part of making empowered decisions, let me take a sip of water, is to define your values and your beliefs. What do you believe to be true about yourself? And what do you believe to be true about work, money, relationships, and opportunities, and stuff like that in life? Because the beliefs that you hold true for yourself in certain areas of your life is how you show up in the world. If you believe you're not good enough, you'll act like you're not good enough. If you believe that you're not worth it, then you're going to be showing up shy and you'll be playing small all the time. Um, I used to believe that um, my social economic status determined my success and happiness in life. 
So that meant that I was applying for jobs that heightened my status, for example. So in my head, if I got a job with a higher title at this like huge corporate company, that meant that I'll be happier and I'll have more success. Right? So the, the higher paying job, the higher title was always better for me. That was just the belief I had for myself. And it's really weird to talk about that now because I've changed my belief system so much over the past two years. I think that this, just saying this, it doesn't make me feel ashamed of myself because I don't want to live in a place of shame. That's not, that's not a good way to live. That's a very low frequency to be at. But I do... I do look back on those times like, oh man, I was so ignorant, so ignorant back then. I had no idea. Um, and I really had to discover for myself, and I think that you, that you can benefit from this too, is that no belief that you have in life is, is right or wrong, okay? It's just a story that you tell yourself over and over again. And the story has been has been put into your head. You've been conditioned to think a certain way. And you've been conditioned by your your parents, your upbringing, your culture, your religion. The media is a, oh, it's a, plays a big, huge role in conditioning as well. So, you know, you've been made to believe certain things in your life. And it takes a lot of strength and a lot of patience to... Just take a step back and to look at your belief system and to say, okay, this belief is no longer serving me. That's not how I want to see the world. Because if I see the world this way, if I, if I truly believe this, then that means I show up that way. And that showing up is not serving me at all. So in my example, my personal example, sure, I would have really high paying jobs at really large corporate international companies. And I'd feel good for a while, but deep down inside, it just didn't feel aligned with me. You know, I wasn't doing things for myself or for my own purpose. I was doing things because in my head, it would add to my happiness and my status, etc. So if you can define your own belief system and your values, you can make empowered decisions because you know consciously what you want to achieve and what you believe to be true for yourself. Um, yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. That's all I can say. And, and sometimes the, these limiting beliefs, they still pop up into my life. And I'm sure that at every stage of my life, I'm going to have some type of limiting belief, but the power really lies in being aware of these limiting beliefs and knowing what to do to unlearn them and update them so that you can update your life as well. Um, yeah, and as it, beliefs play a big role in conscious decision making, I feel so definitely something to, to think about. If you want to dive into this deeper, I have a webinar not specifically on this topic, but more about uh, having a positive uh, outlook on life and trying to find your purpose. But I also cover um, belief system and how to uncover that in your own head. So if you want to watch that, you can go to my Instagram page and then click on the link in bio and you'll see a sign up link for the webinar. It's every Thursday and Saturday. 
I believe. <laughs> I don't even know when I'm hosting webinars. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not on top of it today. But yeah, just go have a look if you want to uncover those belief systems inside of your head. And the last step I feel to taking or making empowered decisions is to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Growth is fucking uncomfortable. I mean, let me know if you have any other experience with growth, but every time I leveled up in my life, I just felt like a chicken running around without its head. You know, I had no idea what I was doing. It's scary. It's it's uncertain. It feels like the ground is just gone beneath you and yeah, you're just there, you know, trying to make the best of it. And um in my experience, it also never gets easier. I mean, growth is just the way it is. It's, it's uncertain and it's scary. It never gets any easier. Um, but, well, I mean, it does. Okay, no. Let me re rephrase that. It does get easier because at some point you, you embrace it. You become okay with it. You become okay with not knowing. And that, for me, mostly had to do with confidence and self-awareness. Because once I was able to trust myself, I was able to trust life, and I was able to surrender. Like, okay, you know what? I just know I'm not going to know anything. I'm okay with that. I know myself. I know what I'm capable of. I know where my talents are. I know what my skills are. I have a great support system around me. I have great friends. I have great family. I choose to have great relationships with these friends and family members. That's why I don't have a lot of friends because I can't keep up with everyone. You know, I choose, consciously choose to invest my time in certain people so that I know I have a great support system. And yeah, you know, universe, just take it from there. That's kind of my attitude nowadays. And it's really fun, too, because you can't plan out everything in your head, even though you want to. You can't plan out everything in your head. So, yeah, you know, maybe if you leave this job because it sucks balls, and then you get a new job, and you discover after a half a year that maybe your other sucky job wasn't as bad as you, as you thought it was. Yeah, well, so what, you know? So what? You, ex you now know that the other job wasn't as bad. So you go ahead and you find a new one. You find a new career path and you, you just keep going. You know, it's also an attitude adjustment. If you feel that you're failing, if you don't have the perfect job right now, then that's, you're actually limiting yourself because you're not failing. You're never failing in life. You're just learning. Okay, so your job sucked. You got a new job. It sucked even more. Okay, well, check. I now know that this type of company with these types of people don't fit my situation, don't fit my personality, and it's not the right fit for me. Okay, great. What's next? Let's go. What else can I do? What other, what other job can I apply to? And manage your expectations for yourself, right? I mean, are you choosing a job right now because you want money, or are you choosing a job because you really want to excel in some type of skill? Um... Yeah, just be aware of your of the decisions that you're making right now. So yeah, no, there's no failing in life. It's just it's just learning. And that's what job hopping is good for.
you know, learning really quickly what you do and what you don't want. Yeah, I speak from personal experience again. I mean, I had a job about one and a half years ago I left, I think. And then I went to another company that sucked even more. I thought I had it bad, but oh my goodness, it became even worse. <laughs> it was just the worst job I could have possibly applied for. And I was so, so much in a hurry to leave that other job that I got this new one um, that, that sucked even more. <laughs> um, I was in such a hurry to leave. And at the last job I ever had, I only stayed about four, four and a half months. Oh gosh, it's a really short time. But I just, I was there in the first week and I was just like, nope, this ain't it. Like I totally misjudged the situation. This is not the way I want to work. I worked at a uh, government institution and I came from a very corporate commercial background. And so going into that government position was just like, a change of worlds, you know, where with commercial corporates, you are really focused on making more money and making mistakes really quickly so that you can grow, grow, grow more money, more money, more money. Whereas the government is just like doing everything perfectly. And everyone has to look at your work because, you know, you're responsible for a lot of things in the government, you're responsible for the country, basically. So you can't just make um, decisions for yourself, other people have to judge your decision making and stuff like that so it's a, it's a whole different way of working and I, I truly misjudged the situation and that situation was not something I was comfortable with because I like fast-paced work right I like to make decisions and go and do something different every day and that just wasn't possible at the government so yeah you know you can make mistakes that's totally fine uh, I mean you're not gonna you know, nothing bad is going to come out of it. Okay, sure, I had four and a half months of of stress and, and just backaches and headaches. But I also know, now know what was uh, not working for me. And I also gained a lot of experience. And I met some really great people there as well that I still keep in touch with today that just really inspire me and they taught me so so much so yeah I, I mean even though it was really bad I also had some really good things come out of it so there's no mistakes really there's no failing in life it's just learning and growing so if you make decisions with that mindset your life is going to change so much your perspective is going to change so much it'll also make you feel less afraid it's not, you, nothing can go wrong anyway, so, you know, just go for it. And if you do need some type of certainty, because that's just how our brains work, right? We kind of need to know that something is working before we take the step. So if you do need that type of certainty, then, you know, talk to people who have had similar experiences. You know, go read books by by famous people who've overcome some of like the biggest hurdles read books of athletes or like read Steve Jobs biography I don't know find find that certainty in other areas of life and maybe you can share your uncertainty with loved ones because they're the ones who will give you mental and emotional support you know maybe just someone telling you like hey I'll be there for you uh, if if it all goes 
down you know, is enough for you to take that step. Maybe it's your partner who will say, hey, listen, you know, I got your back financially if this is not going to turn out the way you want it to turn out. I mean, just having that support can also be really valuable. So express your uncertainty. It's okay to, to talk things over with other people. I know I didn't for a really long time because I felt that if I shared my uncertainty, then I would be considered weak. And girl, I am not weak, okay? <laughs> but it's taken me a long time to realize that, you know, sharing, yeah, your thoughts and emotions is, is actually really good. And there's people that always have your back. Like me, I always have your back. You can talk to me, you know, just like... I don't know, bounce your ideas off of my head and we can talk about it together. And one tip that I got from my coach that has really helped me as well is to write down a list of 25 to 50 things that you've already accomplished in this life. And when you write down this list, oh my gosh, for me, I, like the first five I can name right off the bat. Like, okay, these are the things that I've accomplished in my life. But then you have to get to like number 20, 30, 40, 50, you really have to dig deep to find 50 things that you've accomplished in your life. But once you have this list, and once I looked at it, I was like, damn, I mean, I did a lot of things for 30 years old. You know, seeing that on paper, reading it, being able to read it on days where I feel like absolute shit makes me feel good. It just reading that is like, wow. You know, I did a lot of a lot of good stuff. So if I can accomplish this and that, if I can accomplish these 50 things in life, then why am I so worried? Right? I will always always fall on my feet. I will what's that saying in English? Um, we have that saying in Dutch where if you fall, like you're, <laughs> and you're a cat, you always land on your feet, right? You know what I'm saying, you know what I mean. You can basically do anything in life if you know what what you've accomplished already. So write that down. Celebrate your wins, right? Be your own freaking cheerleader because you got it. Okay, so to sum it up for you, there is no right or wrong decision in life. Really, there isn't because either way you turn, there will be another fig at your disposal. It's just a different route, it's a different branch, it's a different outcome, but all of them are equally beautiful. Um, there is, however, an empowered way to make a decision and a fear-based decision. And you want to make that empowered decision, that conscious decision, the one that's going to drive you closer to your vision, to your goal, to your dream life, to your desired outcome. And it's never based on fear. That, that decision is never based on fear. Fear-based decisions are keeping you small. So try to take a step back and have a helicopter view of your situation and see, critically see where you're making decisions that are not empowering you at all. Now, if you do want to make an empowered decision, make sure that you define your fears, know what they are, look them dead in the eye and say, okay, I got you, I'm going to I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, map out your vision. Become proactive of your life. Get into that driver's seat. Stop being the passenger of your own life. Be the main character. Create the life that you desire by making the right, not the right, making empowered, strategic, proactive decisions for yourself. Define your values and your beliefs. Know what you want. What do you stand for in life? 
know that the beliefs you have and the thoughts you have in your mind create your actions. So if you believe that you're not worth it, if you're not good enough, that's how you're going to show up in the world. So change your belief system. If you believe that you are worth it, that you are this amazing, which you are, you are this amazing human being, you're going to show up so much differently. You're going to make different decisions for yourself. And yeah, just get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Trust life. Trust yourself. Surrender to the process, surrender to the timing, and just be open to receiving guidance from others. Be open to receiving miracles. It's a funny story because today, actually, I was writing out the outline for this podcast, and the, my universe is, uh, has a sense of humor, right? So, I was, But I was writing down the outline of this podcast today, and then I wasn't really sure of it. I was like, is this good enough? And then I looked at my phone, and there it was, 11-11. I was like, oh, you're... You're funny, aren't you? You're a funny universe. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go home now because I was in a coffee shop. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go home now. I'm going to write out the blog and then I'm going to record the podcast. And then I went to the car to um, to drive home. And I had this app on, you know, the one where you, um, you pay your parking digitally through the app. So I went to the app for the parking and I wanted to stop the parking action. And it said I had parked there for one hour and 11 minutes. So, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to you. I, I hear you. I see you. I acknowledge you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this podcast. So that is how the universe shows up for me. And even though I feel uncomfortable and uncertain at times, I know that something greater in this life has my back at all times. And so I'm open to receiving these signals. If I don't know something in my life, I, I, I seriously just say to, to, the, to the universe, I look up and I just say, yes, can, can you give me a sign? Just give me some type of guidance and some kind of reassurance that I'm on the right path. And then lo and behold, something will happen. I will either see 11-11 or I will either see butterflies or um, the color yellow, because that's my way of communicating with, with source. And, you know, you can believe in this or you, you don't have to, but it's nice to have these signals sometimes, you know, because when you're just uncertain and you see one of these things, these symbols and these signs or these synchronicities, it just, it gives me a sense of, yeah, of knowing that I'm on the right path. So if you need some reassurance in that form, just search for it because it's always there okay we ended on a very woo-woo note here um yeah if you need any help with decision making if you really don't know what's happening in your life you're scared you have no idea what the next step is come talk to me you know just uh send me a dm on instagram send me an email. There are so many free resources on my site, you guys. There's so many blog posts about this. I'm sure that you can find something that will help you. The webinar is a great resource as well. And there it's full of some golden nuggets that'll help you in, you know, having a positive outlook on life. And um, yeah, it can help you in your decision-making process. I wish you a lot of good luck. Thank you for being here. I honor you for taking the time to listen to me. If you can, if you like this, drop a screenshot into your Instagram stories and tell me what your golden nugget was for today. And I'll be happy to hear your feedback so that I can create more stuff that really fits your situation. 
yeah, lots of love from my side, and I will see you, hear you, speak to you soon. Bye.